This is Jerry Bingham, host of Hush Loudly on WGN+. We're the ones that everybody comes to with their problems. When people are looking for solutions, they come to us. Because we are listening and observing and watching social cues and body language and understanding things at a level that others cannot. Hi, I'm Kenny Dominguez. I'm a career coach and people ops strategist. I'm flipping the tables and interviewing Jerry Bingham of Hush Loudly Podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Hush Loudly, where we talk about all things introverted. And this is something new that we're doing today. It was not my idea. It was the idea of the person I'm about to introduce, Kenny Dominguez, who has been a participant in many of my panels and has been a friend to me in this world of introversion. And she said to me one day, Jerry, people want to know about you. You should have somebody interview you. And I was like, what? And she said, yeah, I think people want to know and you should flip the tables. And so I said, "Okay, well, then it should be you. And then she tried to fight me why it shouldn't be her. But of course, I won that and it is her. And so I am now ready to be interviewed. So Kenny Dominguez, I'm going to let you take it away. Thank you, Jerry. And you did have to fight me a little bit, but (laughs) here we are. But I'm just so pleased to to have an opportunity to to interview you. Um, I want to start with your bio. So Jerry is a marketing communications executive with 20 plus years of experience working in leadership positions in higher education, nonprofits, government, and advertising. She is an expert at bringing emotion into the soul of brands, as well as creating content and messaging that resonates with targeted audiences and compels them to act. An introvert strategist and founder of Hush Loudly, Jerry is dedicated to amplifying the voices of introverts. An advocate for introverts, she is on a mission to empower and encourage through education and understanding for what she believes is the most ill-defined, misunderstood personality type. She enjoys talking to companies, universities, and individuals and focuses on interviewing influential and interesting introverts who share their stories of inspiration on her podcast. Jerry is also the founder of Black Introvert Week, which runs from February 8th through the 15th and has been featured in the Chicago Tribune, Cosmo UK, Color Magazine, Rolling Out's AM Morning Call Show, and on WGN Radio Chicago as a guest. She's a contributing writer for Myers-Briggs Magazine, which is published on Medium.com, as well as for Rolling Out Magazine. Recent Myers-Briggs articles include Be a Champion for All, Including Your Introverts, and Inclusivity Includes Black Introverts. Rolling Out articles include How Do Introverts Protest, Five New Year's Resolutions for Introverts, and What Introverts Want for Christmas. Jerry also co-wrote an article for TLNT and HR Magazine entitled On Being an Introverted Black Woman in Leadership. Additionally, Jerry has hosted numerous panels on the topic of introversion, including Black First, Introvert Second, Where Do I Fit In? Is Introversion a Moment or a Movement? 
introversion plus the intersectionality of race, gender, age, where you live, and who you love. Jerry earned a bachelor's degree in public relations and a master's degree in integrated marketing communications from Roosevelt University in Chicago. She is currently pursuing a doctorate in education focusing on higher education leadership with an expected completion date of 2022. Her dissertation topic focuses on introversion and leadership through the lens of Blackness and feminism. Welcome, Jerry. (laughs) Thank you, Kenny. (laughs) This is so weird. I know, I know. But I just want to say your bio is amazing. It perfectly highlights what a phenomenal person you are. And I also just have to comment on the dissertation topic. I would expect nothing less than for you to focus on (laughs) introversion and leadership uh, through the lens of Blackness and feminism. I'm just so excited to be here uh, and to hear more about your story and how all this came to be, the Hush Loudly platform. And I'm sure your listeners are eager to learn more about you and all about the fabulous person behind this incredible platform. Thank you. So, Jerry, I must ask, are you an introvert? I mean, most of us know this answer, but I'm going to let you answer. Yes, I am an introvert, absolutely, all my life. But I think I'm just leaning into it and approaching it differently at this point in my life. But yes, always an introvert and proud to be an introvert. Do you know, do you also know your Myers-Briggs type? I am. I am INFP. And for those of us who may not know what an INFP is, can you share a little bit about that particular type? Sure. So Myers-Briggs is the expert who do an inventory of personality types and assessments. And so there are like 16 type or categories. So for me, I stands for introversion versus another person's will be E and that stands for extroversion. My second letter is N, which stands for intuitive. F is for feeling and P is for perceiving. Yes. And, you know, I... I think when I first tested years ago, I was testing as an INFP and I've now transitioned to INFJ. Mm-hmm. I think that's common. I don't, I don't, I think that I've heard that before. You said something that I thought was important about And this, I think gives some, some insight into your journey as a, as an introvert. You mentioned that not only are you an introvert, but you're a proud introvert. And so You know, I'm just wondering, you know, now that you've been on this journey of introversion for some time now, how do you feel about being an introvert? I know you said you're proud, but can you elaborate on that a little bit on what it means to you to be an introvert? I think that introverts have so much more to offer, number one, than we realize, and number two, that other people realize. I feel like we have the best of both worlds. I feel that we are extremely flexible and adaptive and reflective. We're able to manage and handle and I think have vision about so many things, including challenges, especially in the workplace, at home, introverts. You know, I was talking to somebody recently about how we're the ones that everybody comes to with their problems. When people are looking for solutions, they come to us. 
And I think it's because we are listening and observing and watching social cues and body language and and are really inspecting and digging deep and understanding things at a level that others cannot because they may be busy talking. And that's no diss to extroverts because I'm surrounded by extroverts. I love them and I love the balance that they bring. But I think that introverts offer something that extroverts don't. And that's why I'm on a mission to talk about it because I want to empower those introverts who don't even see it. They don't because we live in this world that celebrates and values Mm -hmm. extroversion. And so there's so many of us that feel like we are less than and we should not, we cannot because we are more than. And so I think, I don't know, I, I can talk about this all day and I'm not necessarily a talkative person, but on this topic, I just feel like it's my mission to um, help as many people as I can understand what introversion is. And then for those who are introverts, help them understand their powers and help them figure out how to use their powers to reach their goals, whether they're personal or, or professional. I think that's outstanding. And that's such a wonderful response to that question. When I look at this platform that you've created, Jerry, it, it really feels like it really came out of this desire to, to really want to empower and encourage introverts. And I think you put that so beautifully just now. I'm curious, would you say that your, your personal introvert superpower is advocacy? Or is, is there something else that you would say is like your own personal superpower as an introvert? I never thought about that. I, I don't know, Kenny. Maybe it is. I always just say or believe that it's my listening skills, my listening and observation, which I think most introverts have strong listening and observation skills. But I don't know. Maybe it is advocacy. So, hmm. Yeah, I don't know. That's where I am now. I'm definitely advocating for introverts. No, definitely. I think you do that through your podcast, through the panel discussions that you put on, that you host and facilitate, which, you know, anyone listening, definitely, you know, I would encourage you to go to the Hush Loudly website and check out some of the panels that uh, Jerry has hosted. They are extremely informative and you get to see a wide diversity of, of introversion but you do, you do this kind of through podcasts, your panel discussions, the articles that you write about introverts. Um, and it seems like you do this in a way to inform and educate, which is why I kind of, it took me back to that advocacy. Yeah. So it really seems like you're, that's what you're also doing even, even through your dissertation topic on introversion and leadership. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. So thank you for that. Maybe that is my superpower. Thank you, Kenny. I'm curious, what made you uh, decide to, to focus on that topic for your PhD dissertation? Well, it's first I have to go back to the podcast. So, well, it's kind of related. So when I started this program to get the doctorate, I was in a class and we were talking about student development and it was um, 
I was talking about as an introvert, I didn't have certain things like peer pressure and other things, and I didn't need others. I was very independent. And when I went, we were talking about when you go away to school and how it's different when you're separated from your family. And as I was talking, it's like the room got quiet and I don't know. I just noticed, seemed like I hit on something. I touched on something. And so that is when I first thought, because also everyone in the room, practically everyone in my program, they were introverts. So I thought, huh, isn't that interesting that we all are coming back because we were all adult learners, all in our like 40s and 50s and wanting to go back to school to get this. So that's kind of where it started. And then my friend Dane Neal, who works for WGN Radio and is a radio host and all of these things. You know, when you're in school, people ask you, well, what are you, what's your dissertation topic going to be about? And so I said introversion. And then he said, what about it? And so I start talking and I'm going on and then he's silent. I remember this clear as day. He's silent. And then I say, hello. You know, like, I didn't know if I had lost him. And he says, I'm listening. And so I go on and keep talking. And then at the end, he says, Jerry, I think that ought to be a podcast. And I was like, what? I was like, no, dude, no. And he's like, yeah, I think people would want to hear that. I think that that would resonate with many people. I think you should create a podcast. So I'm thinking he's crazy because nobody's going to want to hear me talk about introversion, but I was wrong. And so that is how the podcast came to life. And so over these last couple of years, I just continue to dig deep and I've done a lot of research and there's some research out there, some scholarly research about introverts and leadership and the stigmas and all of these things. And of course, we all know Susan Cain, who did a lot of research for her book, Quiet, The Power of Introverts in a World That Can't Stop Talking. And I've discovered all these other people. And so I thought it should definitely be my dissertation topic. And then over time, it has changed. Because at first, I was going to do introverted leaders in higher education. I've changed my mind. And now as I continue to talk about introversion, and as you know, as a participant on many of my panels, I love talking about our additional identities when connected to our introversion and how we are perceived in the workplace. So as you know, as a Black female introvert, there are so many other things that come into play when we enter the workplace. So it's kind of held against us because we're an introvert or we're not understood. I'll say that because we're introverts. And then you pair that with being a black introvert and we may be misunderstood and then add female black introvert. And so Just recently, I'll say over the last six or eight months, I decided that should be my topic. And so I'm going to really hone in on, or I am honing in on the stigmas, the misunderstanding, how we need to push back on systems of power, which is what critical race theory is. You know, it's not just about race, but it's about power. 
And so I'm pulling all of this cool stuff and, and feminism theory. That's bell hooks. I don't know if anyone ever read um, bell hooks who recently passed away. So I'm talking about all this cool stuff in my dissertation. And I hope to also one day write a book. So after I complete the dissertation, that will sort of be my guide or my first step to writing and publishing a book in the future. Now, I know, Jerry, that when you write that book, because I'm, I'm putting it out there and you've mentioned this to me before, I know that so many introverts are going to benefit from hearing your perspective and also you know, seeing it through that lens of, of race, gender, and cognitive type, the intersectionality piece, I think, is so important and also so nuanced as well. And so I know I would be very excited to read this book, and I know it's going to be coming here at some point. So, Well, um, you're excited because you're my friend. You better be excited. I will be there with other <laughs> <laughs> people I know. Um <laughs> No, and you're such a talented writer because there's some, there's some listeners that may, you know, know you specifically for your work on the podcast, but you also write so many incredible articles, some of which were referenced in your bio. Um, but I love that you're, you're utilizing multiple platforms to re- spread the word and to really help not only share stories and share joy, but also the tips and and also the challenges that come with being an introvert and some of those more nuanced challenges that we face more specifically to your point, like as, as black women, I think that those things are so critical and and important. I'm just so excited to see what else you decide to do with this platform, which actually leads me to, you know, you've, you've created this incredible platform for sharing and you seem to really have this knack. I think it's really more like a talent for finding introverts globally that have these really interesting and compelling stories. And then you share them on this platform that you've created. And I've always been really curious, how do you go about finding guests? Like, how does that happen? Yeah, I I think I am just reading a lot. I think that, well, one thing that I do is I have a Google alert set up for the word introvert. Now, I know every place I've worked, I'm in marketing, I'm always set up, set up, you always set up an alert for your company and certain keywords so you see what's happening on the internet that are related to your company, the brand. And so I have the same. So for instance, that's how I found Richard Etienne, who you know, who's in London, And because my Google alert went off and it was his guardian masterclass. And I was like, oh, and so that is absolutely one way that I find people who and I go read about them and see what they're saying and and reach out to them. And if they respond, then it goes from there. And that's worked really well for me with many introverts Mm -hmm. outside of that is just a small community, I think, or a community that maybe not small, but I don't know. It seems like we want to help each other. And so I'm able to meet and connect with people. It's funny how even meeting like you and meeting Cynthia and certain people, friends we've had in common have connected us. And so 
if people see that I'm on LinkedIn talking about introversion, they'll share it with someone who's an introvert or who also is talking about introversion. And then they connect us and then the rest is history. And I feel like either we hit it off right away or we don't, or maybe it's just for a reason. We may just talk or we may never talk, or it may turn into a relationship like it has with you and Cynthia and a few others. So I think that just observation, being out there, seeing what people are saying and reading and and what people are writing, and I'm just taking it all in. And then if something just seems like a fit, I'll reach out to that person and I don't think anyone has said no. Well, I reached out to Barack Obama's people and they said no, kind of. But I feel like they probably didn't even really get it to him. You know, so for most people, when I reach out, they say yes. But I haven't had much success with celebrities yet. But I understand why, you know, they're busy. People are reaching out all the time. But that's been how I've been able to interview such amazing people. And that's incredible because I've, what I've noticed about your, your guests is that, first of all, the diversity of mm-hmm. guests in the community and the type of work that they're doing and, mm-hmm. uh, and even just your reach globally too, you know, like you mentioned Richard um, as well and, and just being able to really connect with people in a real genuine way, which is absolutely an, an introvert superpower. And, and I would say, Jerry, for you, one of your, your top superpowers is, is the power of connection of genuine connection. Mm-hmm. So no, this is, this is really great, but I just knew that I just felt like you have such a knack for this. You're really good at, at finding people who have different, unique, compelling stories to share with the not just the introvert community, but also I think you've done a lot of work to also amplify the voices of introverts in a way that, it's also helped bring some extroverts along with us, yes. <laughs> which has been great. Yes. yes. And they are our allies. And one of my biggest cheerleaders, Elaine Barnes, is an extreme extrovert. In my opinion, you turn it on and off because she'll always say, this is my introverted time. But she's always out talking about my podcast. It's like every person she meets, she's like, so-and-so, I told them about your podcast. And then they'll start following me. And I just think that is hilarious that, you know, she is an ally. And I think we've all found that to be true with people who get it and see it and understand it. And so they are open and interested to talk about it and to help us spread the word. So I love how how that continues to unfold. Yeah, no, that's that's absolutely true. Extroverts are great about, about uh, spreading the word, about sharing. Yes. Mm-hmm. They are absolutely our allies um, or can be. So Jerry, you've done a lot of work through, I would say, not just through your podcast, but also through, well, actually all of the mediums that you use to help destigmatize introversion or, you know, to explain to people what introversion is and what it's not. And what I'm wondering from you is if, based off the work that you've done to, to do that, why do you think that there's such a stigma attached to the word introvert? Like, why do you think that mm-hmm. is? Or is yeah. it, if- well, actually, I just found out where it came from uh, in my research for my writing. It came from, I was reading um, Dr. Marty Olson Laney's book, which is called The Introvert Advantage. So introversion came back from Carl Jung, 
who was the person back in like 1908, it was the early 1900s, had this theory and was talking about introverts and extroverts. And he was friends with or partnering with Sigmund Freud and someone else. I don't remember who. And they were talking about this, you know, these personalities and what this means and how this manifests. And something happened where they got into a disagreement. And when they got into this disagreement, Sigmund Freud spoke negatively about Carl Jung and started assigning all of these sort of negative attributes to his personality style because he was an introvert. And I believe, and she believes that's when it started. Obviously, Sigmund Freud, you know, huge philosopher, everybody knows who Sigmund Freud is. So if he says something, it means something. Around this same time, Susan Cain in her book talks about culture of character versus culture of personality. Around that same time, she talks about how in the 1800s, it was about your character. It was about your integrity. It was about morals. And think about the pictures of your great, great grandparents. They were stone faced. They were sitting upright and very reserved and conservative looking, no smiles. It was all about your word and honor and all of that back then. And then things started to change in the early 1900s as industry started coming into rural areas. And so with this industry were salespeople, these dynamic, charismatic personalities who came in to sell anything from your vacuum cleaner to your first car, to whatever was happening at the time. And people were magnetized by these personalities because they weren't familiar with that, especially in the rural areas. And so these people came in with their big personalities and they were dressed differently and they brought something different that people looked up to. And then that's where kind of like that shift changed where we want more personality. It's more about personality than character. And so that has led to where we are now, where we're selfies every day and we're trying to be the most liked and we're trying to be the most out there. And it has been a gradual shift. So that is my theory and what I'm actually talking about in my dissertation, that it has stemmed from there and it has just held on tight. You know, we right now, if you ask 10 people on the street, what's an introvert, most likely they're going to say a hermit, a shy person, an antisocial person, a person who can't speak publicly. And we know that those aren't true. There may be some introverts who are more like hermits. I, I don't know, but that doesn't speak for the majority of us. So it has just stuck. And I'm on a mission. As, as you know, you're on a mission. We're all out there trying to change that. It will take time, but I'm having fun in the meantime, meeting people and talking about it. And I love to see the light bulb go off when I'm talking to someone and they're like, what? And they're like, that's why my husband acts that way. I love that. Or that's why my child is like that. And so in the meantime, you know, we just do what we can one day at a time. And hopefully that stigma will go away at some point. That is my hope. Jerry, that was so well put, especially the going back and, and taking us through the almost like the historical analysis of mm-hmm. introversion and where some of that the negative connotation, you know, associated with introversion or that word, how it's been held and how it's 
is sort of tracked over time. And, and that's something, you know, we can see that it, it's evident, like in the workplace. And I always say that the workplace is, is a mirror of society. So, you know, partially why introversion is looked up on negatively in the workplaces because of how we look at it yep. in society. And so I think you did such a beautiful job kind of taking us back and <laughs> into time yeah. a little bit. I'm so excited for this book when it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. On that note, though, what are your hopes for the future of introversion? My hopes are, I think what yours are, that we are understood, that we are valued, that we can be authentically ourselves and be valued in that way. I hope that we can stop trying to masquerade as extroverts and that we are able to be ourselves because I think that's how you'll get the most or the best work product. If you allow that individual to operate in a way that's best for them, I think that the company that will impact their bottom line. If you force everyone to try and act the same way, there goes your diversity. Why do you want everyone to act and be the same way? You should not. So recognizing that half your workforce is introverted, because that's what Myers-Briggs says, the numbers now say that 57% of the world is introverted. So knowing that half of your workforce is, is introverted, why not try to create a space that allows everyone to succeed in their own way? And so that is what I'm hopeful in, in education. I think about in, in elementary school and high school, you know, where so many of us are misunderstood. I think in college, it may be a little more accepted. I don't know. I don't know, but just more, I'm looking for acceptance and understanding. And I want us introverts to see our worth, see our value and acknowledge our strengths and not see introversion as a weakness. So that is my hope that those are my dreams uh, on the topic of, of introversion. Jerry, I want you to do one thing for me. You just said something that I want to make sure no one listening to this podcast episode misses, which is that very important data point that you just shared with us. Can you repeat that again? The data point on the numbers uh, that just came out. Oh, yeah. So according to Myers-Briggs, the personality inventory experts, 57% of the world is introverted. And they talk about how it's an it's a preference. So in each of us, we can be extroverted and we can be introverted. And we know this in our careers, you know. So as a marketing person, when I'm presenting, when I'm speaking, when I'm doing things, if I'm meeting a new client or doing something like that, I can turn it up a notch to appear more extroverted, but deep down, I am an introvert and that is my preference. And so I need to do things to, to recharge and to fuel my supply because I know that I will be exhausted after that meeting or after that presentation. So I need to understand what I need to do for myself to be the best Jerry. And so that's what introverts need to do. But we turn it on and we turn it off. And just like my friend Elaine that I talked about, she is on 10 
I swear, 12 hours a day. And then she, her apartment is just so chilled and no lights and her introverted self is, is also a part of who she is, her identity. And so what Myers-Briggs talks about is we should stop actually saying that we are 100% introverted or 100% extroverted because we are not. And we all have the ability to be both. And we turn it on at different points in our lives, in different positions, whatever we're doing in our relationships. We turn it on when we need to, but we have a preference. And so for those of us who prefer introversion, I urge us to just understand who we are and make sure that we can create an environment that supports our introversion, gives us what we need, allows us to recharge, allows us to rejuvenate and do what we need to do for ourselves. Beautifully said, Jerry, beautifully said. And thank you for going back on that point. Before we we wrap up, I just want to say this has been such a wonderful episode and I'm Thank you, Kenny. I feel the same. <laughs> so happy to, so to, to hear. And I feel like I've learned so much more about you just through this, just from talking to you today. But before, before we wrap up, I just wanted to, to ask, is there any advice, whether it be personal or professional, that you would give introvert who may be listening? Yeah, I think that a lot of people are saying, you know, you're different and, and it's okay that you're different. But I urge introverts to figure out what your difference is. There's something very unique about you. And if you don't know right off, think about what your family and friends come to you for. What do they ask your help with? What do they need your advice on? Whatever that thing is, is probably your biggest asset. It's probably your superpower. And so see if you can figure out what that is and then learn how to reimagine that in your workplace or reimagine it wherever you need to reimagine it. And so like for me, how I talk about the soul of brands, for some reason, I can see and feel and really understand deeply what that thing is in that company. What makes that company tick? What makes that brand or should, or what's unique about that brand? And so I'm able to figure out what that is after talking to people and then create a message or a campaign around it. And so I think I do the same for people. It's like, I see something in you that you may not see yourself. And so when I see it after talking to you, I'm able to articulate it and we talk about it. And then I hope that you can build upon that for your own personal brand. So my advice is figure out what that is that you have, because it is solely yours. It is, it is unique to you. Figure out what it is and then figure out how to package it in a way that it helps you personally and professionally. So that is my, my biggest piece of advice for introverts. Great advice it is too. Very well said. Thank you. Aside from the website, are there any other channels that, that listeners can reach out to you or find out more information about what you're up to and what you're doing? Yes, please follow me. So the the website is hushloudly.com. The Instagram is probably where I'm most active. And so it's just hushloudly. And on Facebook, it's introverts hushloudly. On Twitter, 
it touched loudly. So, and my podcast, I'm on the WGN Network Podcast Network. So you can find me there at WGNRadio.com slash Hush Loudly and anywhere you can find your podcast. So I'm streaming on Apple and, and other places where you find your podcast. So I enjoy speaking on this and I hope that people are getting something out of it. And so I'm going to try and be out there on as many platforms as I possibly can to reach as many audiences as, as I can with this message. Awesome. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you, Kenny, for interviewing me. This is so weird and so fun, but thank you for the idea. Thank you for always supporting Hush Loudly and supporting me. And I want to thank the listeners for listening to this painful podcast, but I hope you got something out of it. So we're going to wrap this up. Thank you so much, Kenny Dominguez, and I'll talk to you again soon. Enjoying Hush Loudly? Please subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts and wherever you listen to us. Did you know Hush Loudly has t-shirts? Yep, show the world you're an introvert without saying a word. We also have t-shirts for the extroverts in our lives who need us. Go to hushloudly.com slash shop.